0: It's Daily Thunder, the truth of Jesus Christ dished out live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado, with a bit of manly grit and gusto. Find out more at live.ellerslie.com. Now, here's Nathan Johnson. Well, for the rest of your semester, so these next four or five weeks, uh, what we're going to be doing on Saturdays and then starting um, also on this Thursday is that Thursdays and Saturdays, uh, we're going to be walking through different names of God. And the reason we're doing that, it's kind of a thing that we've often done throughout a semester. And one of the things we love as a staff about going through the names of God is that the fact that the names aren't just names. And that's kind of what I want to introduce you to. Uh, In other words, since we just have a short period of time, I figured I could just kind of use it as an introduction to where we're heading over these next few Thursdays uh, and Saturdays. It's interesting as you come into scripture, names are not just names. Uh, If you ever read Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare had this great statement that a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. And that's probably true. And he's trying to downplay the fact that names aren't, aren't significant. But did you know, biblically, names are utterly important. In fact, I would encourage you as you begin to study the word of God and as you're reading through it, don't just gloss over names, figure out what the names mean. Because the names are so significant in terms of the the meaning of the story. Uh, When I take groups to Israel, one of the things that is fascinating is every place we go to, before we get off the bus, we have to ask the question, what does this place mean? And the reasoning is, is if you know the name or what the meaning of the name is, it actually gives you insight into that location or into that individual. For example, did you know that the name Delilah, right, Samson and Delilah, do you know that Delilah literally means a person of the dark or of the night? Like clouded in darkness? Do you know what Samson means? A person of light. Now, if you think in that sense and you come into that story, it gives you a whole another layer of understanding. Isn't that fascinating? So when you begin to walk through scripture, every single name is significant. Every single location name is significant. And every single name of God is significant. Uh, again, names are significant, and it's not just because it's a name, right? In other words, in our, in our culture today, we, we tend to like, we're going to name it baby, and so we're like, let's call it Bob, Josephine, Bart, right, whatever, <laughs> right, Jaquita, I mean, whatever, whatever name you want to have, <clears throat> and, and, and it's not bad to name kids that way. That's actually, that's a, great, but you realize that biblically, you didn't just name a child just whatever name you wanted to name it, that there was significance and meaning in every single name. Because a name, get this, it showcased a character, the nature, the reputation, the life of the individual. Which is why when you see a name change in Scripture, it becomes significant. Uh, for example, you have this guy by the name of Abram. And God makes a, problem, a promise to Abram and is saying, Abram, I'm going to make you the father of the multitudes, and, and, and you're going to be the, the head of generations. And Abram goes, I don't have any kids. And in the midst of the promise, in the midst of the covenant, you remember the story, God looks at Abram and says, Abram, I'm no longer going to call you Abram. I'm going to call you? Abraham. Abraham." And your wife Sarai is no longer going to be known as Sarai. She's going to be known as? Did God just not like his name? No, 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 that's not the point. The point is, the name change is significant. Why? Because it's, it's a shift of identity. It's a shift of character. It's a shift of personhood. My favorite illustration. Uh, Abraham and Sarah have a son by the name of Isaac. Isaac marries this wonderful woman named Rebecca. And one day, Rebecca wakes up and there's a problem. And something's happening and she goes, I don't know what's going on, this is so weird. And so she cries out to God and says, God, there's, there's something happening, what's, what's going on? And God says, there are two nations warring within you. What? <laughs> I thought they were children. <laughs> well, they are children. But really, it's two kingdoms warring inside of you. And the older will serve the younger. Now, Dave, the birth arrives, and here's Rebecca. The first one comes out. And as the first one comes out, they look at it, and they go, what do we call it? Do you know what they called it? Furball. <laughs> yeah, that's what they called it, biblically. Yeah, the first one comes out, and again, I can't, there's no evidence biblically for how they responded, but I presume that, that the baby came out and they're like, what is that? What do we call it? Furball. And they named it Esau. Do you know what Esau means? Furball. It means hairy. Do you know how hairy Esau was? Hairy. <laughs> he was incredibly hairy. I mean, nasty hairy. Uh, Esau was so hairy. Think about this. When he got to be older, Isaac had lost his eyesight, and uh, Isaac was going to pronounce the blessing. And so he says, hey Esau, why don't you go out into the field, and you're this hairy hunter. Oh, and why don't you go out, go get my favorite game, cook it the way, just, just how I like it, and I'll pronounce a blessing. Now, Rebecca hears that, and she had a favorite son named Jacob, who was the mama's boy. And Esau goes off, and she turns to Jacob and says, go get a goat, and I'll cook it just like your father likes it. And, and Jacob, who's around 40 years old, right, goes, but, but dad is going to know I'm not Esau. Esau speaks like this. I speak like this. <laughs> and I know, I, know, I know Isaac is blind, but, but when I come in, he's going to say, you don't. You don't sound like Esau, and I don't. I don't smell like Esau. I don't look like Esau. I just. I'm not Esau. And Rebecca goes. I'll. I'll take care of it all. Don't worry, dear. Just settle down. Just go get the goat. Go gets the goat. She makes dinner. She takes the goat skin, puts it on his arms and the neck, and takes Esau's clothing, puts it on him because it has that stench. Right now, Jacob comes in and goes, Hi, Dad. Uh, hi, Dad. Uh. I'm here for the blessing. And Isaac goes, um, who are you? Yeah. Esau. <laughs> and so Isaac says, Look, come here, come here, come here. And as Jacob approached, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> <"Yeah>, that's Esau. <laughs> that's, that's definitely Esau. And it says that Isaac put his hand on the arm of Jacob, which had the goat hair, and goes like this. <laughs> he goes, <gasps> you're Esau. <laughs> Have you ever seen a goat? If not, we have a couple down here on down the side of the road. <laughs> Next time you're walking down that way, look at the goat. Goats are hairy. <laughs> Could you imagine what Issa must have been like? And so, as here's Rebecca, she's, she's giving birth. The first one comes out. They go, ah, oh, what is it? What do we call it? Verbal. <laughs> now, the second one comes out. And it says that he was holding on the heel of his older brother. Now, I cannot prove this biblically. This is just my own personal thought. But I I don't know if he's actually holding on to the heel or if he was so caught up in Esau's hair he was being dragged out. (laughs) But Jacob was holding on to the heel. And as he's coming out, they go, Oh, he's holding on to the heel. Or he's caught in the hair. Either way... What are we going to call him? Jacob. What does Jacob mean? Heel grabber, supplanter, deceiver, manipulator. What a great name to have. (laughs) Do you know how Jacob lived? He was a deceiver. He was a manipulator. He was a heel grabber. Which is why it's really significant, because in the scene where Jacob wrestles with the Lord, you remember in this scene that here's the Lord and he, uh, was, was wrestling with Jacob and he says, let me go. And Jacob says, I'm not letting you go until you give me the blessing. And, and after this whole scene, the Lord looks at Jacob. By the way, who do you think he wrestled with? Just thought, just thought. But after wrestling with the Lord, God says, I'm no longer going to call you Jacob. I'm going to call you Israel. And we look at that and we're like, oh, that's wonderful. He got a new name. No, 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 no. It's a change of something. It's a change of heart. It's a change of identity. It's a change of character. It's like God looking at Jacob saying, no longer are you going to be known as the deceiver, the liar, the manipulator, the, the, the planter. You are now going to be known as the one who wrestles with God or the prince of God. And God says, I'm going to change your name. Why? Because I'm changing who you are. I'm changing your identity. So names become really significant in Scripture. So as we get into looking at the names of God, you begin to recognize that it's not just God says, well, here, let me give you a name. Oh, I like this name. Call me Bob. It's not that kind of a thing. What God is doing, every time God reveals his name, is he is revealing his character. He's revealing his nature. He's revealing his attributes. He's revealing his life. He's saying, do you know who I am? This is who I am. And you can know me by my name. Because the name is significant. The name showcases my life. Now, we're not going to be able to cover all the names of God this semester. But I just want to give you a short list. Now, there's a lot of names of God in Scripture. And they're just absolutely beautiful. And maybe, hopefully sometime, we'll be able to just do a meditation on the names. Where we just read the names. When we read the names, it takes us almost 10 minutes of straight reading to get through all the names. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But let me just kind of give you the key main names that God reveals himself as. Now, we're going to be covering a lot of these throughout these next five weeks. But just to kind of give you a, a hint of where we're going. But think of these, not just in terms of a name. Think of these in terms of a revelation of who God is. God says, my name is El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, the Most High God. Adonai, the Lord or Master. Yahweh, the Lord. Lord Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, he's the God that heals. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord that is there. Jehovah Sikinu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Mekadeshkim, the Lord who sanctifies you. Elolam, the everlasting God. Elohim, God, Kana, jealous. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. And Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Do you begin to recognize that when God reveals a name, it is significant? And when you begin to recognize that when God reveals a name, often it is, it is surrounded by some event that is really important to that name. For example, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Do you know when God reveals that name? When Abraham is sacrificing Isaac, and as Abraham lifts up the knife to to kill Isaac, God says, stop, stop, stop. I've actually provided a ram in the thicket. I was testing you. And I am the God who will provide. Do you realize that that finds its fulfillment in Jesus? That here is Abraham willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. And yet God stops and says, no, no, no. I am going to provide that sacrifice. Hey, I'm going to provide my son to do the very thing that I was asking you to do. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the one who will always provide in any circumstance, in any situation, in any trouble, in any problem. He is the God who sees beforehand all that we need and supplies. So if I can encourage you, as you begin, or as you continue reading through the word of God, as you begin to study, as you begin to dive into scripture, don't just read past the names. Find out what they mean because they hold great truth. Isn't this awesome? I'm really excited about these, this little mini-series we're going to be diving into on Thursdays and Saturdays as we just discover who God is through his names. Cool, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you that you reveal yourself to us, that we don't just have to somehow come up with some thought about who you might be, but you have revealed to us who you are. And one of the ways you've done that, Lord, is, is through your names. Lord, I pray that we would somehow see you more clearly, that we would fall in love with you anew and afresh, that somehow as we are acquainted with you through your names, we don't just see a name, we see your life, we see your character, we see your reputation. Lord, we just thank you that we can have relationship and intimacy with you. We just give you the praise and the glory in your precious name. Amen. Daily Thunder is a production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training and the Bravehearted Media Group. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and see it once again gain the stride of the Spirit emboldened and brave. The Daily Thunder video stream can be watched live daily at 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Saturday, and 7.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. Please consider booking a stopover at the lovely Ellerslie campus at the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains for one day, one week, one semester, or for an entire season. We hope to see you someday soon, live and in person. Thanks for listening.